0: listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles episode 90. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no you're in the right place. Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Today I have a real treat for you. It's going to be one of those different types of episodes because today you're going to be hearing from one of my clients, Adrian, and his journey to transforming his relationship with alcohol. You're going to hear him talk about how his life has changed in so many ways, how he has gone from feeling very worried about his future to feeling whole, happy and optimistic You're going to hear Adrian talk about the level of resilience he now feels about himself and his life and how he creates the results that he wants. You are going to love it. It's great to celebrate along with Adrian as to what he has created for himself, but it's also proof for you of what's available to you, right? The different life you can create for yourself. And if this is something that you want... If you're ready to do this, it's time to take action. I know it can seem like, yeah, yeah, I mean, these people who managed to achieve this, they must be special unicorns. And although Adrian was a fantastic client, he had to work for this. This isn't necessarily always easy, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's not a stop sign. So if you're someone who's sitting there saying, yeah, I really do want to do this. I know I do. I really do, Anna but I'm going to do it after the summer or after my holiday because I want to drink whatever I want or it's not the right time right now. I just really don't have any extra energy. Listen, what if you could get results and start getting results immediately? What if you could start drinking less this week? Just think about that. How excited would you be to sign up with me right now? So let's not wait you really could start getting results this week. So what is that worth to you, to your life today, your life tomorrow? So go ahead, sign up for that free call with me. Send me a message, I'll get back to you. and We can figure out some times to work together. It's super simple. Just jump on the call and get started. All right, enough about me. Let me introduce you to Adrian. So sit back and listen for the lessons and I'll see you next week. So hi again, Adrian. Lovely to see you. It's been a little while. Um, Great. Thank you so much for coming back and being willing to share your story with other people who might be going through the same thing. And I think it really helps to hear in your words, you know, about your transformation. So just to start off, maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself and how would you describe your drinking before we started working together?
1: Sure. Um, th- thanks for having me back, Anna. It's, it's great to see you again. Uh, I am a 48-year-old man, I, a father, um, a husband. Uh, my drinking uh, has, in hindsight, been problematic for decades, but potentially in the last five years or so, um, it became quite worrying to me. I felt like I was sliding uh, backwards um, from where I wanted to be. Uh, I felt like things were getting progressively more out of control. And I was beginning to worry about my health and my performance at work and my performance the rest of my life, come to think of it. I researched how i might try and help myself um i tried some things and they didn't work i didn't want to do a 12-step program or um, some kind of abstinence i came across your podcast and the content and your approach really resonated with me Um, and so that's that's why i sort of chose to work with you
0: okay do you mind sharing how much what level of quantity you were drinking before
1: Uh, No, yeah, sure. Um, When I, before I called you, I would have been averaging uh, two bottles of wine most nights of the week. That's the part that worried me the most was that I would go on binges where I would do that every night or many nights. Mm. And and by the end of that, uh, you would feel absolutely terrible, but it didn't stop me from doing it again.
0: I'm sure many, many people can resonate with that. So, yeah, so she you say, you tried stuff, hadn't worked and you came across oh. me and then you did reach out to me. So I think that's that's a step worth um, celebrating and really pausing and paying attention to because, you know, it can be a little bit scary for some people, the idea of, I'm going to talk to this person, you know, all the rest of it. So why did you decide that it was time to do
1: something. Yes. Well, yes. So that was a journey. Uh, I had tried periods, of short periods of abstinence. I, don't know, I did um, sober October or you know, um, dry January. Or I had even um, white-knuckled my way through a couple of years of, of, of complete abstinence. But um, always, you know, shortly after the year finished, I uh, would end up back where I was or, or worse. I had come across an organization called Moderation Management, and I tried uh, writing my how however, however many drinks I had a week down. Um, and they had, I don't know if you know their website, but it goes green or red depending on how many you put in. Um, and it'd be green for a little while, but inevitably it'd go red, and I stopped doing it because it was too soul destroying. Mm-hmm. Um, in my life, I've had periods of time, um, twice now, where I've, I've sought professional coaching, um, or therapy if you like. Uh, and in both occasions, it worked for me. Um, it worked better than I thought it would. Uh, and so I sort of, I had that in the back of my mind that um, sometimes um, there's no substitute for working with a, with a trained professional. Um, you know, you can talk to friends or partners um, who are you know, well-meaning, but not trained. And they don't have the, the, the clinical knowledge that's required. Um, so reaching out to someone like yourself was, didn't feel risky. You're still nervous about it. At least I was. Uh, but there is an element of, of you know, trust and stability down there. Um But that's where I found being able to listen to your podcasts um, really quite helpful. I had a a good sense of your approach. Um, yeah, for me, I'm pragmatic and, and no mumbo jumbo is important. Uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not a group hug kind of person. Um, um, I mean, I, I like a hug, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I didn't need um, kumbaya in a, in, a, in a circle with incense or anything like that. Like that. Um, uh, what it did warm to was the common sense and, and the compassion without without readiness and uh, uh what seemed like a solid scientific um, uh, psychological basis to, to you know, your approach, so that provided me some reassurance. Um, and then, if I recall correctly, the, the last step of the puzzle was that you advertised a your podcast about having a sale. And, and uh, that always, um, I'm a key man for a sale. Uh, so, if, so I think, if I recall correctly, that was the, the, the final final step. I thought, well, I, I, I better talk to you now before the, before the moment is lost. So. That's
0: my baby be cool. Brilliant, brilliant. So, what kind? So, when we started out, what kind of relationship with alcohol did you want? What result did you have in mind?
1: Uh, the 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 one thing that I needed from myself was to get off this this railroad to that I was on. Um, I, my my self esteem was shot. I uh, I was. Filled with remorse most mornings, um, so I I wanted to stop that. I wasn't ab- above, um, you know, in my back of my mind. I thought, perhaps abstinence is mm-hmm. you know, like all, like most things you read it's, it's going to be my only option here. But but mm-hmm. I, I I like the taste of wine, and mm-hmm. I am personally interested in buying wine. I'm fortunate to live near a, a wine growing region and know some winemakers, and. So my my ultimate goal was to get back to a place where I could enjoy wine without being beholden to it, uh, without it can, it, it can have any kind of control over me. Um, of course, well, when I when it came to you, know, wine wasn't my problem. You know, alcohol was my problem. I, I would drink everything and everything, uh, anything and everything. Sorry. Um, but in terms of where I wanted to get to, I wanted to get to the point where yeah, a glass of a fine wine with a special person
0: uh,
1: and a nice time was enough.
0: Brilliant. Is that where you are now?
1: Absolutely. Yes, it is actually. Uh, I, uh, I'm thrilled beyond measure with uh, the journey that, that we went on together. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, these days, uh, if I drink at all in a given week, I'll share a couple of, uh, a couple of glasses with a, a close friend or, or my partner. Um, and it's, it's, it's a very pleasurable moment because it doesn't come with any of the, the baggage or the, or the, or the negativity that used to. And, um, I, I'm totally in control of it. It's, uh, I know your listeners are we, really, um, you know, hearing my words. I can't see me smiling, but <laughs> when I, when I talk about this stuff, I, 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 I can't stop grinning really because I, I, you know, I'm still, Pleasantly surprised when I look back at where I came from, how, how we got to here.
0: Yeah, it's the miracle. Talk about the miracle a lot. So, so let's back up uh, a little bit. As I say, you were very clear you wanted to keep alcohol in your life. And I know you said that there's, there's a lot of um, talk where people say you need to sort of feel pushed towards AA and abstinence. And you were very clear you didn't want that. And one of the things we worked on really was understanding why. were going to drink each time that was something that was that was an exercise we we began very early on and were you really making decisions with intent tell me how that was for you learning that skill and what difference it made to really be able to identify your why each time
1: that was that was a a, quite a a challenging process for me Uh, i'd never really stopped to, to ask myself or to, to you know to, to examine my intent uh initially when we first started working together um, I, I i was not capable i think of um really having that level of self-awareness but working with you and your, your coaching we sort of went through some stages didn't we? we went through not really being able to express why through to having very shallow reasons for why, very thin. When I look back at them, very uh, plausible, I guess at best reasons for why. But through examining that, um, beginning to see, and and you were very clever. You helped me see this rather than pointing it out to me. beginning to see that those sometimes those they weren't good enough. They weren't supporting what I wanted for myself. Um, and then we kind of had this breakthrough moment, and it wasn't, I say, a moment, but it was sort of a period of time where it sort of dawned on me that, that my 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 positive enjoyment and my, um, my giving away of all those negative emotions was were both linked to to how how worthwhile my intent was, um, mm. and sort of now, now that sort of clicked in my brain. It's that it, it, it sort of guides. What, everything i do with alcohol now um, and I, I love it i i don't have six beers because someone's got some you know i don't i don't uh, i don't finish the bottle because it's it's there I, you know these days it's you know i, I don't join it with people just because because they're drinking it's it, it's really it's an active choice and consequently uh, when i do drink it's an intensely pleasurable experience uh, kind of kind of a telephone ball, you know, one of both ends, really. I've got rid of all the all the things that I want to get rid of. And in a strange way, when I do choose alcohol, uh, I get more from it.
0: Yeah, making decisions in advance. And I think related to that is one of my all-time favorite topics on the podcast, which is talking about the role of desire, right? As I say so much when we don't want something because desire is really another word for want when we don't want something, it is it is really very easy to not consume it, right? How was that for you? How did the role of feeling desire play out for you and how did that change over time?
1: So I felt a lot of desire um, before I came to you and I hadn't appreciated how it sort of wormed its way through my life, but uh, I would plan events around alcohol. I would, um, I would fret about if it was going to be enough or too much or, or not enough. Um, I, I would be annoyed if if, if people had more than I, I had mentally accounted for. It was all I ever really thought about it was: you know, where's the next drink coming from? You know, you know, how long is it until we can open a bottle? How many days do I have to wait before I can feel like I can do that again? Um, lots of want, lots of sort of. I like to use the word thirstiness. But I was very thirsty, mm. um, not not literally, but you know, um, the whole. As we. Worked together, that began to drop away, slowly but surely. I think as we reduced the amount I drank and and we reduced the the frequency I drank, and then we, along, concurrently with both those things, we helped me be aware of of, of my why and situations and what was driving. As we went along that journey, the desires dropped away, Uh, and I don't generally ever feel it anymore not not like I used to <clears throat> not like a not, it doesn't drive me it doesn't feel like it's in control of, of my actions I don't do things for alcohol anymore it's gone from being the reason to being mm. if it's there at all to being a, a side dish I guess <laughs> um, and these days it's far more common for me to, to not want alcohol and that too brings a smile to my face. Uh, still feels a little unnatural to see other people drinking, and the only emotion I feel was I'm glad I'm not one of no. them.
0: that's so important because once we get the desire in check, then and we the urges to drink don't. Because I think a lot of people talk about I'm going to have to get ready to fight the urge, you know, it's coming, it's going to be you know, all these temptation and and it's exhausting. And really when you actually do, do the work as as you have done, that just falls away, as you say, because if you don't want it, you don't have the urge for it. So I really want everyone to hear what you said there, because it is it is so phenomenal because desire is a wonderful human emotion to have. And we want to have desire for things. But we want to have desire for the things that we choose And that we're in control of, not this thing that we really don't want. One of the topics I know we spoke about quite a lot and is another big one that I hear from people is the topic of other people and other people's thoughts or our thoughts about other people's thoughts about our drinking and sort of. You know, a lot of people hide from this because they we get into positions where we feel we have to defend what we're doing, or we feel obligated to drink, or we don't want to upset people's feelings. And what's what are we going to do with friends? So maybe you could just talk about that subject a little bit, please.
1: Sure. Uh, So I I came up against most of those things. I think, uh, much like I imagine many uh, folks listening to this podcast, my social circles had largely become people who i drank with social events you know revolved around drinking so i had some really quite serious fears that, that if i was to cut back on on, on drinking to, to reduce the, the role alcohol had in my life that that would pose problems uh, i was pleasantly surprised but um you know I, I frequently go uh, to I'll give you an example. I frequently go to, to music concerts, and you know, well, I usually go with a friend or two, and always, those they would involve uh, drinking as much as possible um, whilst listening to music. And so, as I started with, with you and started getting my drinking more where I wanted it to be, concerts would come up, they were booked months or years earlier, and I'd go along with those friends. And there's one in particular I'd, I went along, and uh, that day, I allowed myself two beers, I had my two beers, and my friend said, okay, it's my rounds, what should I get? I, I said to him, uh, you know, I'll have a lemonade. It to me very strangely that we came back with you know, five beers and one lemonade, and he <laughs> gave the lemonade. I looked at the five beers and said, why did you get five beers? He goes, oh, it's too few." I said, no, 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 I, I just want a lemonade. Said, long pause, and he just looked at me and said, Okay. No problem, and then he drank five years, and <laughs> I ended up carrying him out the, out the door later. But he's still a very good friend, and I've I've gone to concerts with him subsequently. And these days, he just doesn't does not even ask. Just, and that, uh, you know, it seems very simple as, um, as I tell you the story. But that passion has played out time and again with with friends. Almost nobody has has reacted poorly. Um, the only people i've really lost touch with were people i was probably going to lose touch with anyway yeah so i've been I've been pleasantly surprised how dealing with the other people's thoughts thing has gone one thing that you coached me into that i, I value very much because i am a, i am a person who worries about uh, what other people think you know, all the time um, and one thing i really value you help me to see is you never know you never actually know what they're think even though my internal dialogue is like, oh, they're, they're judging what I'm wearing today. They're not. <laughs> and j- just the same way they're not judging you know, that I'm having a lemonade at the concert there. Yeah. And so it's it's one of many things. That, um, you help me understand that in the context of, of alcohol. Mm-hmm. But you also, also help me understand it in the context of, of life. And that's, that's super good.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things. We, we kind of all go around saying, well, I know I don't control other people, but dot 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 right and we kind of then go around thinking this stuff so I like what you said there that people were generally very supportive when they kind of got it but there was this there's always this perplexing moment really I mean when you wanted that 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 was really what you wanted yeah (laughs) okay all right fine you know adjust adjust and and move on so talking and moving on so I talk a lot about so when when you came to me, when people work with me, we're on about changing the relationship with alcohol. And that's a very um, a magnificent goal. And obviously it's a very specific goal. But then we start to peel it back. And I always talk about changing your relationship with alcohol can change how we see ourselves. And it can be kind of like a door just to a bigger life right that we just don't we don't see what we're capable of or we don't see what even what we want because we we feel we're sort of constrained by the alcohol even though we don't see it at the time so what's been your view of yourself and your identity and what you're capable of and what you want from life lots of questions there but you get <laughs> the gist
1: for sure uh it's another one of those areas where i, I am so pleasantly surprised I expected that we would work together and at the end of it, I would have drinking where I wanted to be and that would be it. Um, What I hadn't expected is that I would start blossoming as a person. Uh, I don't want to sound um, egotistical. Uh, Go for it. But but,
0: uh,
1: (laughs) there's this... this, um, very real sense of i've achieved that seemingly insurmountable thing that i I felt like i couldn't achieve and although i was very ably coached and um i did i did do it myself and there are other things now in my life that i am beginning to to also positively change and they range from you know my 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 output at work that in my view at least is Increasing week by week, um, through my relationships with people that are, that are demonstrably improving. You know, I, I, you know, my partner and I squabble far less. You know, the the children and I bicker infrequently. Uh, You know, nothing's ever perfect, but it's a lot better. I, I, I'm finishing things that I never thought I would finish. Uh, I'm starting things that I I wouldn't have dreamed I would ever get around to doing. I, I wake up at seven o'clock in the morning, and I'm not exactly leaping out of bed, but I feel like I am. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, the contrast with sort of, I wouldn't feel human till eleven a.m. most days before this. Yeah. It's things seem possible now. Things seem it's like I have a new a new lease on life. Uh, it's like a new version of me, and and, the, and that new version of me is capable of doing so much more. And, and, optimistic about my chances of achieving it it's like i've lost my self-destruct button a little bit
0: Mm.
1: it's a it's a wonderful feeling
0: and how relevant is drinking to your identity these days
1: it's almost completely irrelevant like i mentioned i i do have an interest in in fine wines and but even that is is has diminished a great deal but I just, I just never think about it, you know, day to day. I just don't think about drinking. It. It's almost a surprise when that shows up. It's gone from being my everything to a almost non-assistant.
0: And if you could put your finger on one thing, what would you say has been at uh, your biggest transformation? And maybe there isn't one thing, maybe it's just a combination. What right. what would you say to that?
1: Well, the, uh, the sense of that things are possible. Yeah, the, the, Many things are possible now. That's, that's strong. There are many, many answers to this question. Uh, that's the one I'll go with is that I used to feel broken and stuck. And now I feel whole and optimistic. And I feel like the words don't really give that enough oomph, but it's, it's such a, a strong and empowering change. You know, the way I feel about myself, got a complete 180. I didn't see that coming yeah
0: yeah it was always there we just had to say it. it's just we nudge and that's the kind of the beautiful magnificent thing about doing this I talk a lot about when we are over drinking it just happens to be that we are very good drinkers we've just taught ourselves to become expert drinkers unintentionally that's where we are and then when we dislodge that but we've still got this wonderful brain that created that and then when we direct the brain to create this other thing woo, then we start to see it it's 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 a wild wild ride so adrian what would you say to somebody who's listening to this and maybe he's been listening for a while you know is doing some of the stuff hopefully is taking some of the action i always include lots of action in the podcast uh but maybe is a bit worried you know will this work is it worth it you know, is this going to be some? Is this going to be just something else that I'm going to chalk up as another failed attempt? I'm going to feel worse than ever. What would you say to them? now?
1: I felt like that when I when we first started working together. I, I think I you might remember. I, I you asked me if, if I thought it was going to work, and I said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <And Jesus. laughs> and, and that there was our first meeting, and you assured me that, that it would, um, and it did. You, you were right. I would say to anybody who's listening and is in a similar position, perhaps to the one I was in, it does work. It absolutely does work. And there's no, there's no magic to it. This is not some miracle cure. You don't have to, you know, buy a lifelong subscription or, or go on some fad diet or, or, or you know, chant you know, in Sanskrit in the mornings or, or any of those things. Uh, What working with you, Anna, will do for people is help them address that aspect of their behavior Mm. cleanly and clearly and permanently. Mm. uh, No fuss and a great deal of clarity. Mm. Uh, And it absolutely is a a permanent feeling change. Like like I mentioned before, I've, I've tried many things and when I finished trying them, I knew that didn't work. This time, I'm 100% convinced that it absolutely has worked it's because I understand why it works. It's very, very clear to me. So, yeah, I spent years, I think, uh, in all honesty, um, beating myself up on the couch or, or loathing myself in the morning. Um, and if, you, if someone listening to this podcast feels like that, they should reach out to you. if nothing else. Have that, have that one hour conversation that you have with people at the start. Uh, if I recall, that's, that's complimentary. Do so it. I guarantee that working with you will, will help everybody. Oh, so, it'll certainly help people who are in the position to me. Thank, thanks for that, Adrienne. I
0: actually really like that you talk about this is a is a changing of behavior, right? Because people might think, well, there's something wrong with me or it's just the way I am or it's my family or no, no, this is just, so we talk about so often, this is often just a habit that we just get into. And I, I like what you talk there about behavior. So thank you. For... Sorry. Go
1: Sorry, and I'll just, Jim, you just put my thought. Um, mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's an interesting thing because I wasn't like that. I, I, I don't come from a be drinking family you know, you know none of those things um I got myself into that mess <laughs> um determinedly uh, uh, you know, and I yeah I like to be with help and learn how to get myself out of it too so.
0: yeah yeah we're capable we're all capable of this we just need to know how to do it and it doesn't matter if we've tried it a million times before I'm pretty sure many I know I was in that position so Adrian, thank you so much for coming on, being so That's open great. and honest and chatting. And, you know, I think every time we have one of these conversations, my goal is that it just reduces a little bit some of the shame and the guilt and the embarrassment and the hiding and the concealment. And you um, just because when we talk about alcohol, it can be such a loaded subject with so much stigma, but it really isn't, it doesn't need to be. And if you're somebody like you, you know, you were fabulous. You just went all in and you just did it. And like you said, you didn't believe at the beginning it would work. And you just kind of, you just kept doing it. And we kept working out when things didn't work, what was happening. And then you get to where you are today. Are there any, is there anything else that you want to say that I haven't asked you about? That's kind of like a burning thing you want to say?
1: The only thing I'll, I'll finish up on is that I, um, I wish that I engaged your services years earlier. I think, but I'm, I'm glad I did it now.
0: Glad you did it now, and now onwards and upwards. Yes, brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Adrian, for joining me today. And um, yeah, I, I look forward to hearing all about your fabulous achievements as you move through life.
1: Well, I'll keep you in touch. Thanks, Anna.
0: If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.